Welcome back to another edition of the Yeah Guys Podcast, take two. Uh, We're back. Uh, we'll go over some uh, of the college football action for, for week one, and then we'll head right into the exciting uh, week one for uh, the NFL side. But first, before we do that, Tony, uh, sorry for making you do this again, but uh, I'll head to you for some uh, college football news. No worries, mate. No worries, mate. I'm glad to be started. Uh, big news out of the ACC this week. Um, they've extended the invitations to Stanford and Cal from the Pac-12, as well as SMU from the American Athletic Conference to join uh, the ACC in 2024. Um, some also interesting news coming out of the American Athletic Conference uh, right near after is they will be targeting Army as a future replacement to SMU's departure. Uh, big news also out of uh, USC, Caleb Williams's dad uh, basically said that we might be seeing one more year of Caleb Williams uh, after this season, depending on um, where they are in the draft. He said, if there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school and go again, which I totally understand, but also uh, we'll see what happens when uh, that time comes. Uh, also, five Iowa State and Iowa players who were in being investigated for betting and gambling uh, have pled to an under to underage gambling, which is a reduced charge to what they were originally looking at. Um, carries a six hundred and forty five dollar fine, and none of them will have to face any further criminal charges. So they're all pretty lucky there, I would say. Um, also, Ohio State's quarterback situation after this past weekend is still not resolved. Ryan Day has said that both will play against uh, Youngstown State on Saturday. Colin McCord did get to start against Indiana and uh, and uh, Devin Brown was the backup. He did get a couple snaps, but uh, Colin McCord definitely uh, probably didn't play his best game. So both those guys will get a start again uh, on Saturday. Um, and then also kind of some big changes in the AP poll this week. Um, a few new members to the top 25 um, will be looking at Colorado, uh, excuse me, let me pull it up here. Colorado coming in at 22 and Duke coming in at 21. Um, the top five, a little bit of a change. Uh, Georgia and Michigan are the same in the top two. Uh, Alabama did go up one. Florida State up four after their big win against LSU. Ohio State down two to number five after kind of a underwhelming performance against Indiana. Um, and then some other notable jumps, uh, Washington up two to number eight, Tennessee up three to number nine and ten, uh, Notre Dame up three to number 10. Um, and LSU also dropped nine spots to 14 from five after their loss. So uh, that's really the, all the news I got. Perfect. Yeah. Tony, thanks for the rankings on that. Um, and kind of just to go based off of those rankings, I'll do kind of what I did, um, I guess last year. Uh, just to do a quick recap of the top 25 and how those games went. A ton of blowouts. Uh, we'll start with uh, Notre Dame, 56-3 over Tennessee State. Uh, Georgia with a huge win over Utah, or UT Martin, I'm not really sure uh, where they are at all. Uh, Michigan, big win uh, against East Carolina. Uh, Ohio State, I mean, they they hung in there with Indiana for a little bit, but then they broke away in the second half, 23-3. Uh, to uh, Bama with another big win, or just their first game of the year, uh, starting with a big win, 56-7 uh, over Middle Tennessee. USC starting hot again, uh, 2-0, 66-14 against Nevada. Uh, Penn State winning big as well against West Virginia. 
Washington putting a 56 burger up on Boise State, uh, Texas as well with a big win over Rice. JT Daniels, we'll see how uh, how low he can go this year. <laughs> uh, Tennessee with a huge win uh, against Virginia. Good to see Joe Milton uh, perform well. Um, that kind of that's going to start a little bit of a trend that I wanted to talk about um, on my reaction side of the entire week. But um, 81 points for Oregon over Portland State, 81 to seven. That's an insane score. Kansas State 45 to zero. Uh, Colorado with a huge win on the road against TCU. I'm sure we'll kind of talk about that under reactions uh, on the week. But uh, Colorado starting out uh, hot for their uh, their head coach Deion Sanders, one and all, 45 to 42 over TCU. Uh, Wisconsin 38 to 17 over Buffalo. Oklahoma 73 to nothing. Insane score again um, to start the year. Uh, North Carolina over South Carolina 31. To 17, Drake may start his year off his Heisman potential Heisman candidacy off strong. Um, Ole Miss another 73 burger on Mercer 73 to seven. Uh, Texas A&M 52 to 10 on New Mexico. Tulane another a big win 37-17. Iowa with a, a good win 24 to 14 at home. Um, and then the, the game that we all kind of watched on Sunday night, Florida State over LSU was a close game until that third and fourth quarter where Florida State just. Just ran away with it, ending the game 45 to 24. Another disappointing loss for Brian Kelly and LSU over over Florida State. But um, uh, ending things off, uh, we have two more games left. Oregon State 42 over 17, uh, 42 17 over San Jose State. Uh, DJ's first game with Oregon State kind of goes well, but there are still some things I, I'm sure we can talk about over uh, DJ's game that uh, kind of just concerns you um, as a quarterback prospect. But uh, Josh, we'll stop with you on this one. Unfortunate. Or Clemson to start the year 0 and 1. They do uh, lose 28 to 7 over Duke. I'll kind of uh, let you take this one away over uh, maybe some things that you saw or uh, maybe like a trend or whatever. I just kind of just not the best game to start off on, huh? Yeah. Um, a rough one to say the least. I don't think it was nearly as bad as the score indicates. Um, first off, Duke is not as bad of a team as a lot of people. Uh, thought nine and four last year, all of their losses within, I think, eight points or less. Um, returned 17 starters or something crazy like that. So, Duke is a solid, well coached team. Um, the I think the, the story of the game was red zone inefficiency for Clemson, really. Uh, I think. We had, I don't know, at least five trips within the in the red zone or within the twenty-five, and we scored on one of those. Um, I think we we got to the one-yard line twice and came away with no points both times. So, um, I I think you can make a pretty easy argument that uh, if you punch in one or two of those not even going a hundred percent in the red zone uh it's a it's a different game now still would have been a tough game i don't think it would have been you know magically a blowout um but i think the narrative would be very different uh this week uh surrounding clemson so um it's unfortunate i i think they'll have a plenty of opportunities this weekend against charleston southern um, I'll be at the game, and uh, honestly, uh, hope to see them air it out. They ran the ball well, 
had over 200 yards in the air and on the ground. Clemson was previously 108-0 when they had 200 yards passing and rushing. So uh, a first in school history in 127 years or something absurd. Uh, So, uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. And uh, I listened to Davos Presser right before we got on here, and he kind of echoed a lot of the same stuff. Uh, On film, we look good. Uh, The stats look good. It's just when you get in the red zone, you got to be able to convert. So uh, I think that's the that's the big story. Uh, I think there's some concerns that uh, there's there's some concerns that the offense looks more like 2022 Clemson than 2022 TCU, uh, which is mainly just a concern because we were paying Garrett Riley top offensive coordinator money in the country we we might as well give him free reign um i think people still myself included think that somehow or another Dabo or other offensive staff have their hands in the cookie jar because this is not the offense that we expected so i i think coaching is mainly an issue is one of our bigger issues right now i saw a stat on twitter that uh, back in 2015, when Clemson was taking two and three stars and developing them in NFL talent, we had a combined 150 plus years of experience in coaching combined. Uh, this year, we have uh, like 50 or something like that. So, um, a significant drop off in coaching, and I think it's leading to a a lack of development in talent, even though we're recruiting just as good, if not better, than we've ever been. So, um, I think there's probably a, a little bit of nepotism going on. Debo's hiring some buddies, you know. Um, I think we're filling out our roster with Daniel High School kids, you know, coaches' kids and whatnot. I think we should use the transfer portal. Dabo said he would if he feels like we're it, it, you know, he finds a position of need and we find a good fit, and he just hasn't done that yet. We have NIL collectives set up, so I don't think that's it. I really don't think the transfer portal is the issue either. I I think we have talent. 24-7 Sports has Clemson ranked as the fifth-best roster construction in college football. So we're full of four- and five-stars. We just were not developing, I don't think, like we used to. So, uh. I think that's a concern. Um, the sky is almost falling for, for some Clemson fans. We're looking at struggling to make a ball game and Dabo's on the hot seat. And I'm not ready to give in just yet. I saw enough that I liked. Uh, if they can if they can turn it around. We won't have very many blowouts this year, especially in conference play, but I think we can still win a lot of games. I don't think we're winning out and making it to a national championship by any means, but uh, it's only one week. I still think we've got a chance to salvage this season. Yeah, Josh, I mean, you kind of talked about it. It was it seems to be uh, just a lack of execution, but it is only week one, and a lot of people are overreacting like usual. So um, I'm sure it's not something you should be overreacting about. It doesn't seem like you are. Um, I guess we can go, that's going to kind of end up the week one recap. We can go to Tony. Uh, Tony, do you have any final thoughts on this kind of a, a fun, crazy week uh, that we started off with here? Certainly. We got some great matchups. I think it was 
that the LSU Florida State game I think had a lot of hype to it, and unfortunately that that kind of whole the second half is just really one sided by Florida State. They really went out and won it. Um, I think the North Carolina South Carolina game was quite entertaining as well. Um, Drake May did show a couple uh, mistakes with those two picks, but obviously as you mentioned, he still got the win. Um, Alabama still flexing their muscles. I think Jalen Milrow is is definitely showing that he deserves to be the the starter there and and we're seeing him a lot better than we than we did last year uh your buddy caleb nine touchdowns no picks to start the year again they're against gimme teams i guess but still putting up the numbers um so yeah and really looking forward to that notre dame uh ohio state game in a couple weeks uh i think as a buckeye fan uh I'm I'm a little nervous, not gonna lie, because uh, I think Notre Dame could definitely put up some points. But yeah, I, I I thought it was a great week too. Yeah, that's a good point, Tony. That should be such a good game, maybe potential uh, game of the year. But we had some potential game of the weeks uh, this this week. But I didn't want to talk about those games because I mean we can talk about Colorado TCU going back and forth, and Colorado coming out with the the win at the end to probably have their best win in. Uh, their school history if you, i'm not sure what they had in their history if they've ever won a championship but that is probably close to being one of their best uh, in a long time but i didn't want to talk about the quarterback because i did my research on i guess last year's nfl prospect quarterbacks um and i kind of want to start getting into it a little bit with some of the the quarterbacks from this class um i'll just go over the list of quarterbacks that are you know impressing or just you know showing out to start the year obviously caleb williams drake may um those two guys that are Heisman candidates. Um, and then you have Shadur Sanders that is, you know, squeaking his way into that Heisman candidacy. Um, 510, I think, uh, passing yards, which led the country at four total touchdowns. I mean, if Colorado continues to ball out, they have a ton of weapons. And Sanders obviously shows that he can, um, you know, give them the ball. And he is a really good thrower. Um, throws with accuracy. He can run the ball as well. He just has pretty good placement of the ball, which was surprising to me. Um, but yeah, Shadur Sanders, he's kind of squeaking his way uh, into that Heisman candidacy when it comes to comparing quarterbacks. Uh, but then you have guys like Michael Penix Jr. Uh, he had a great game, five total touchdowns. Quinn Ewers um, had a good game, three touchdowns. JJ McCarthy um, lifting Michigan up as well. Uh, Bo Nix, kind of those those last two are just similar names that we heard over the last couple of years. Uh, but then we got Riley Leonard from Duke. Uh, sorry about that, Josh. He he did have a good game. Uh, not not too much in the year. 175 yards in the year, but 98 rushing yards and a touchdown, which kind of boasted, uh, bolstered that stat line right there. But uh, Spencer Rattler, although he did throw a touchdown, he was pretty accurate. Uh, 30 for 39, uh, 353 yards. Um, and then Joe Milton, the guy that I wanted to kind of watch throughout the season. He's, he's showing flashes. I think to me, he does struggle with accuracy, but this guy does have a cannon. Uh, 21 for 30, 201 yards and four total touchdowns. And then uh, a guy, me and Parker, were kind of watching and talking about uh, when the game was going on, Jordan Travis. Um, 23 for 31, 342 yards and five total touchdowns. I think this guy is showing that he can very well be in that discussion um, for Heisman uh, as well because he is showing out. He has the talent. And um, I'm kind of jumping on the bad wagon for Jordan Travis this year, so I'll just continue watching him moving forward. Uh, and then the rest of this quarterback class as well that I just mentioned. But uh, Josh, do you have any any final thoughts on this exciting week? Um, yeah, I'll rip on DJ for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, 
Clemson fans are, you know, I've seen a lot of like, oh, we owe DJ an apology and yada, yada. And it's like, no, I don't think we do. I think last year I'd have to check the tape, but I feel like I called out that DJ was an issue, play calling was an issue, so scheme, receivers not creating separation. Uh, it's it's a combination of all those issues. Um, and so he goes to a new scheme. And if you just look at the stats, he did a great job at uh, Oregon State against, you know, whatever community college tech high school he played against last week. Um, I watched like a little bit of it. He, he had 18 seconds in the pocket. He threw to receivers that were wide open um and i saw him throw a screen pass in the dirt so uh still has the same cement blocks on his feet still has the same inaccuracy issues he's just in a better scheme and he's going to play against pack 12 schools that don't know how to play defense so i mean good on him i guess he's in a better situation you know like nice to see but he was in the same exact offense as clemson like clemson's offense is not good Kate is still a better quarterback, and I don't think you have to look any further than the ACC championship game. You give both quarterbacks two drives, and we saw what DJ did. I don't think he got a single first down. You put Kate in, we ended up winning the game. So Kate's still a quarter, a better quarterback. The system is the issue. DJ did probably catch more black than he should have. The issue is more on the Clemson scheme than the quarterback play specifically, but. I don't think we owe him any apologies either. I think he's, I mean, he'll be fine in the Pac-12, like, rooting for him. But the whole, like, oh, we owe him an apology, like, no, we don't. We we watched him, we watched mediocre quarterback play for the past two seasons. Like, Cade's just as good, if not better. DJ has more experience, but that's it. Sorry. And he'll never see this. I'm, <laughs> but <laughs> that's it. And then, actually, I did watch the the South Carolina-North Carolina game. Drake May, as advertised. Spencer Rattler fighting for his life. 30 of 39 when he got sacked nine times. Uh, North Carolina had 17 sacks all of last season. And they had nine just against South Carolina in the opener. So, I mean, I think Rattler did pretty much all that he could truthfully against the North Carolina front. And I don't even know that North Carolina's defensive line is supposed to be some highly touted unit. I think South Carolina's O-line just struggled. So, I mean, honestly, props to Rattler. He was like, he was making chicken salad out of chicken, you know, food, essentially. Um, but yeah, so that was a, pretty solid game as well and then uh lsu fsu i'll hit on that one i know we talked about it i think there's still a little element of is florida state really that good is lsu bad and i think it's possibly a mix of both i think it's also possible that fsu is just really really good and i'm terrified to see what they'll do to clemson in week four (laughs) that's all i got yeah, that's some uh, that's some good points. And actually, I uh, I looked up a little bit of what Drake May did last year, and he was also pressured uh, a crap ton last year. I mean, I, I think he produced the most while being under 
the most amount of pressure if you're comparing all the quarterbacks uh, in the country. And I'm sure he's going to be doing that this year. But we saw a little bit of uh, what Spencer uh, Rattler can do under pressure as well. So he started the year off pretty well. Um, but I guess what we can do now, we'll go right into week two. Um, let's get into some predictions here. Uh, I got to switch over to week two first, but I think we have some uh, pretty good games. Uh, we will mainly do some uh, top 25 or mainly do top 25 games, but I did include one non-top 25 just to keep things interesting. Uh, we will start with, uh, what do I have on my board here? We have Notre Dame at NC State, and I know um, the rankings were getting updated, but right now it's 10th ranked Notre Dame at NC State uh, with Notre Dame being favorites by seven and a half. Uh, we will start with Tony. All right. I think this is the, the it's funny because when you go to the ESPN app, it gives Notre Dame like a 78% chance to win this game. Uh, it is an 11 a.m. start, so early start, but uh, I think I'll take Notre Dame on the road minus seven and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm taking, uh, I'll take Notre Dame in this one as well. Uh, we don't really have a large sample size exactly. Uh, but NC State is 0-1 against the spread. Uh, Notre Dame is 2-0, I guess, technically. So uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame with the spread, and NC State didn't look particularly great in the one game I watched from them either. So I like Notre Dame with the points here. Yeah, I do too. I like Sam Harvard. I will take uh, Notre Dame to cover. Parker, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to take Notre Dame as well. Perfect. Well, we have uh, two ranked teams um, coming up. Um, by the way, Parker, I just went past Youngstown State just to let you know. Um, we are going to head... In... Let's see what I have on the schedule here. It's all the way down, but I'll just go to my board here. We have 20th ranked Ole Miss going to Tulane, 24th ranked. And right now, Ole Miss is favored to win by seven, uh, Tony. So a possible absolute classic here. We have quarterbacks who both had fantastic week one wide receivers that had great stat lines as well um jackson dart and max pratt uh for their respective universities both throwing for four touchdowns um the over under i believe is in the 67 for this game uh so we could have a really high scoring game um which i will probably I, I think i'm working while this game is going on but i'll definitely try to tune into it uh see the end but I think I'll take Ole Miss on the road just because I trust them a little bit more. Um, but I would not be surprised if Tulane uh, won this game. So I'll, I'll take Ole Miss with the points, um, but would not be surprised. How about you, Josh? Um, yeah, I think I'm also going to ride with uh, Ole Miss in this one. Don't know a lot about either of these teams, um, or, but I'm, I'm going to ride with Ole Miss here. Yeah, uh, I will too. Uh, according to stats, it looks like they both were on the ball uh, pretty similarly uh, efficient. Um, about a, I think a buck twenty um, for their first game of the year. Uh, so, but I, I think with that being said, Tony, I'm kind of with you. I'm going to take the experience and my comfortability with Ole Miss uh, on the road. Uh, kind of a safe play here, but also the the spread, by the way, is seven and a half, not seven. I don't know if that changes anything, but uh, not for me. I'll take Ole Miss seven and a half. Parker, what about you? I'm also going to take Ole Miss as well. Perfect. Okay, well, we have kind of an interesting one here. Um, Texas A&M is going to be on the road uh, to face Miami. Um, and right now, Texas A&M, they're the 23rd ranked team. And I think I saw something that Miami was ranked as well, but I 
I think uh, maybe that was a fake uh, post or something. But uh, right now, Texas A&M on the road. They're favored to win by four points over under 51. Uh, Tony, what do you think about this one? Definitely. Uh, so this is obviously the second uh, of a home-and-home series. Texas A&M getting the home game last year, 17-9. to um, Miami really struggled. I think this is definitely going to be a game where Miami's defense is going to have to kind of control and, and get pressure. And uh, because of that, I'm going to take the first wild pick of the weekend. I'm going to take Miami plus four at home. Uh, let's go, Canes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably you, Josh. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, dude. I I'd love oh, you be the one to make the wild pick. Uh, Texas A&M opened at, at minus seven and a half, I believe, and it's already down to what do you say four or four and a half. So, um, if I could have, if I would have gotten on this sooner, I would have loved Miami at plus seven and a half. Um, it's a little trickier at the current line, but I, I'm I'm gonna go with Miami. And and this one too. What's that coming across my screen? I'll take the U baby. Oh, no, you Miami. Have... I don't know. I saw Miami show out last last week. I don't know. They, they they seem to have a really, I guess, good vibe behind them. It's been a couple of years since they've, um, I guess, been a top team. Parker, are you going to complete the yeah guys sweep for the Joe ever? <laughs> yeah, guys. Let's go. You you know I have to pick you. Yeah, I do. I do hear about that. So that's perfect. But first, yeah, I sweep, and it's going to be actually against the spread. So that's that's a that's that's a fun one. Um, we'll move on to Iowa and Iowa State. I know these teams play uh, each other every year, but I wanted to mention this one um, just because of the quarterback play for Iowa. I think um, maybe uh, I'm trying to think of his name right now. I guess I'll pull it up. Uh, Tony, you can introduce this one, and then I'll uh, I'll I'll bring up the quarterback uh, whenever I get it. But uh, so right now, it looks like. Uh, Iowa's here to win by four points at home against, or actually on the road against Iowa State. Certainly, yes. Yeah. So this is a, uh, by, by the way, we've already seen a better Iowa offense in one game than we did last year uh, at this point. So that's always Cade a Cade McNamara. Uh, there you go. Cade, the Michigan transfer. Huge uh, addition for this Iowa offense. I think that definitely needed a, a facelift at the quarterback position. Uh, we have the the classic Iowa Iowa State matchup in week two or week three. Normally it is. Uh, I'm gonna take Iowa in this one. I think um, they're just a little bit better, uh, so I'll I'll take them on the road minus four. What you thinking, Josh? I'm um, I'm with you again. I, I like Iowa minus four here. Yeah, I'm also with you guys. I'm with Iowa. They have the over under being 36 and a half points, which makes sense. Iowa. <laughs> Defensive team, not a red off. A well-scoring game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I believe in Cad, Cade McNamara. I think he's probably a better addition than Petrus. Petrus, whatever his uh, stinking name was last year, I was pissed at him because I always bet with Iowa last year, and they always let me down. But I'm going to take Iowa right now. Parker, what about you? I am also going to take Iowa. Do yeah, guys, sweeps in a row. How about that? No. Um, Moving on to probably... Hopefully a good game. Um, we have, let's see, um, 11th ranked Texas going to Bama, uh, who is third ranked. And right now, Bama is favored to win by seven. If it has it uh, updated on me, I'm looking right now. Um, it looks like the line has not changed 53 and a half points, which is kind of surprisingly lower than I thought. But uh, Tony, uh, you are talking about this one, Alabama seven. Certainly. Definitely a very intriguing matchup. Uh, last year, we saw a classic 
at uh, Texas. It was 20 to 19. Bryce had to kind of bail out Alabama there late with a great, spectacular play. Um, I mean, it's really important, I would say, for Texas to keep this game early, keep this game close early. Uh, it could unravel for them, and I'm probably leading that it's probably gonna. So they have a really good team. I, I really do think Texas has a team to compete for the Big 12 championship. But uh, against an SEC powerhouse to Alabama, I think Alabama is just going to have a little bit more than them. So I'll, I'll take them with the with the spread. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take Texas plus seven and then it's on. Uh, I I think that Texas, I think they're just as good, good, maybe even a little better than last year. Alabama, they lost Bryce Young, still obviously a great team. Um, I think, like I think Alabama can still win this game by three or four. I mean. But last year, win this game by three or four. I mean, but last year it was a one point win. So I mean, I I think we could have another. Texas plus seven. Gotcha. Um, just just to think about this one. I mean, we saw last year. Texas upset Alabama early in the year. Um, I don't know if my internet is stable right now or not, if I'm just talking to nobody. But uh, right now, I, I think I want to take Alabama. This is kind of their first test um, after kind of having a disappointing year last year. This is their first test uh, at home. I'm going to take Alabama um, by seven. I think they went big over Texas, who uh, beat them last year. And I think Bama gets their, gets their revenge. Parker, what do you think about this one? I'm going to also be riding with Bama as well. Roll Tide. Perfect. Yeah, Roll Tide, baby. Um, okay, well, we'll go to the NFL side uh, of things. We don't have any reacting to do. We might have a little, I guess, a couple pieces of uh, news. Parker, do you have anything before um, I kind of step in with some news? No, not in, I no don't news. know. Yeah, I think <laughs> honestly, the vibe behind the NFL is just waiting for that first game to play, and I think we are – about 24 hours until that happens. So uh, just a couple of things. There are some contract issues that got resolved, at least uh, one piece of it. Um, Nick Bosa reaching a five-year, 170 mil uh, extension with the Niners. That should keep him uh, happy for, I guess, a couple more years. Uh, Cooper Cup has been listed as out against Seattle, so he will not be playing. Um, I guess more contract. Eh, we'll, we'll stick with injuries. Uh, Kelsey is questionable for the opener. I don't see him playing, especially with the longevity of uh, needing him for the entire year. I think they can win at home without him, um, but it might make it a little bit tougher. I don't think they'll force him out there week one. Um, but back to some contract um, talk, I guess we will uh, go to um, uh, Jones for the Chiefs. He still hasn't signed um, and they're saying that he could play. Um, so we will we'll see if he's going to play without a new contract. Um, but my guess is he's going to continue to hold out um, and then Chandler Jones for the Raiders had an interesting uh, run in with his uh, coach and just the overall organization for the Raiders. Um, so we'll see how that, I guess, plays out. He deleted everything that he posted, which was uh, just interesting, but uh, we'll let that play out. And then one final thing, um, Smith and Jeeva is actually going to be playing against the the Rams. Um, so they will get their, um, their coveted rookie to, to 
I guess, add on to their talent level on offense, um, I guess, week one against the Rams. So we'll get uh, right into the schedule. Uh, let's see here. We will start with Thursday's game. Um, we have a Thursday night kickoff. The Lions at Chiefs right now. Tony, the the Chiefs are favored to win by four and a half. Uh, Chiefs minus four and a half. How are you, Josh? I'm right there with you, Chiefs minus four and a half. Man, I want to take the line so bad, but I trust the Chiefs. Barker, what about you? I'm also going to take the Chiefs. Perfect. Well, we'll get into the Sunday games. We'll start with the noon games. Panthers at Falcons. Right now, the Falcons are favored to win uh, uh, by three and a half. Bryce Young's debut game. Tony, what do you think? Mm. I'm going to go with the Falcons at home minus three and a half. I just, uh, I think I'll go with the uh what looks like the quote-unquote the right pick. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I'm with you. I'll go with the favorites here. I'll take the Falcons uh, Falcons at home. Yeah, me too. I just feel a little bit more comfortable with the Falcons and what they're doing. They have built a pretty good roster uh, with free agency this year, um, so I'm going to take them. Uh, Park, what about you? I'm actually going to ride with uh, my boy Nash and the Carolina Panthers on the road here to I like it. I like it. I like it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Tony, we have your Bengals traveling to Cleveland. Well, kind of technically traveling um, to face the Browns. And uh, right now, Cincy, they're two and a half point favorites um, against the Browns division rivals. What do you think about this one? Mm, Little little state rival right out of the gate. I love it. Um, Well, I think I'm going to go. I'll take Cincinnati with the points on the road. Hopefully uh, we can see that offense in full force, but uh, I think the I think the Browns would be quite stingy as well. So I would not be surprised if this <laughs> if this uh, ended up being a close game. How about you, Josh? Um, yeah, I'm gonna take uh, the Bengals in this one as well. Uh, I think you know heard the news. Joe Burrow is gonna play Week One, so the calf injury, I guess he's all good. And then uh, by most accounts, it it seems like uh, it seems like Deshaun has struggled a little bit in the in the preseason and through camp, which you can't you can't put too much thought into it. But uh, I'll take the Bengals here. I want to as well. You know, I'm a big believer in the Browns this year, but they just have such a you know what? I'm gonna take Cleveland. Why not? Had a boy. Let's go. At home, I think they have a good running game. I think Deshaun Watson will have a good year. I like their defense. Miles um, Garrett. Um, I think Cincinnati might be a little bit slow to start, especially with the lack of practice that Joe Burrow has been in uh, in the offseason. I, I think they'll end up having a good record, the Bengals, but uh, I'm going to take uh, the Browns uh, to actually maybe surprise some people um, this Sunday. So what about you, Parker? I'm actually going to ride with you around. I'm taking the Browns as well. I think that they've got a good thing going there in Cleveland. Hell yeah, we are split 50-50 on that. That's pretty cool. Um, So now next up, we have the Jags visiting Jonathan Taylor-led uh, – never mind, just the Colts. Oh. Uh, Jacksonville, <laughs> minus five on the road. Oh, my. I'll, I'll take uh, Jacksonville against that Indiana team. How about you, Josh? Yeah. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Anthony Richardson to get up to speed. Uh, and I think uh, not having Jonathan Taylor is going to be a huge loss. Uh, so 
I'm going to take the Jaguars and uh, what I feel it like could be a, a pretty good year for them. I like the Jags here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. A uh, quick shout out to Evan Hall, the running back for the Colts. Hope you show out this game because they will probably need you. Um, I will take the, the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road to start the year. Parker, what about you? Um, I'm going to ride with, with you guys as well. We're going to go with uh, Jacksonville. Perfect. Um, well, I'll kind of start this one off. We have the Buccaneers uh, traveling to Minnesota to face the Vikings. Um, I guess to I, I'm not really sure what to expect because we haven't played our starters all year or all, uh, for the entire offseason and into the preseason. We've done a lot of scrimmages. So I'm not really sure what to expect. Um, I do expect, hopefully, uh, a clean operation. I, I hope that we can, um, I guess, run away from the interior defensive line for the Tampa Buccaneers, because there are two things that I noted that could destroy the game for the Vikings. It's that interior defensive line for the Buccaneers. Um, and also they have really good linebackers. And then um, on the defensive side, we cannot allow the deep plays. Um, I know Mike Evans is known for stretching the field and Baker Mayfield, he can get him the ball. It's just, we're going to need to, to pressure Baker Mayfield. I, I don't see Minnesota winning by six. I do see them winning the game, hopefully. But I, I'm going to bet against this line, of course, to start the year. I'm going to take the Buccaneers um, plus six. But I do expect the Vikings to win this one. They should because they are the better roster. But I have been wrong before. Tony, what about you? You know, I think I'm going to ride with you, Rama. I think um, I think Minnesota gets the dub. But for some reason, I think Tampa Bay will just kind of keep it like somewhat close so I'll, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll take Minnesota to win, but I'll take uh, the the Buccaneers to cover, I guess. Rom's uh, continuing the trend of last year of picking against his own team, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm with you guys. I like the Vikings to win here. I've kind of flip-flopped back and forth. You know, originally I thought I was Vikings minus six, and then I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I think the Buccaneers might keep it close, but uh, um, uh, good instinct. I like the Vikings minus six. I think they'll be able to win by a touchdown at least. Yeah, Josh, I'm gonna go with you. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take uh, Minnesota to cover this as well. Man, the points. Fifty-fifty split. Yeah. We are debuting our throwback jerseys, and what a way to debut them by just getting demolished by Tampa Bay. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> that would be pretty gnarly, wouldn't it? Uh, I would not be a head camper. All right, moving on. We have the Tennessee Titans. They are going to be on the road facing Nolens. Nolens. Nolens! Oh, my God. Uh, Nolens, they're favored to win by three at home. Uh, we have DeAndre Hopkins, King Henry, I guess, coming to town to face Derek Carr, Michael Thomas, Slant Boy, and Chris Olave with a suspended Alvin Kamara. Tony, what about what, what do you think about this one? Oof, definitely a lot of intrigue with this one. Uh, New Orleans is the favorite here. Uh, I'm gonna also, yeah, I'll rock Nolens. Uh, I think they'll win with the points, minus three. How about you, Josh? Yeah, this is another one where, um, honestly, I'm pretty excited to see it. I think uh, I think Derek Carr could, uh, could air it out for him. Uh, plus, I don't know how accurate this is, if at all, but I feel like I saw somewhere that, like, teams in a dome are – 
pretty solid early in the season. Maybe it was quarterbacks in fantasy or kickers in fantasy. I don't remember. But either way, uh, I'll take the I'll take the Saints minus three. But like I said, I'll be interested to see uh, Derek Carr in and DeAndre Hopkins with their new teams here. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. This is honestly a, a coin flip. Um, I think this people are kind of sleeping on the Titans. They they low key they don't have a good offensive line. They do have good weapons. Mike Vrabel, I think he's a good coach. I think they'll run good schemes. They'll have a good defense. They'll stop the run hopefully. Um, and I think they'll pressure Carr. I think they the Titans have a pretty good defensive line. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a flyer on this one. Let's have some fun. I'm gonna take the Titans on the road. I think King Henry is gonna return in a big way. I think Hopkins is gonna provide them a a threat that they haven't had since AJ Brown. Um, and I think that's gonna be uh, shown off in um, the dome. So I will take the Titans to win. Actually, win this game. So uh, Parker, what about you? You know, I'm actually going to roll with the Saints on this one as well. I just think that they have a better uh, roster and just a good defense. And I don't know. The wide receivers are good. So, Yeah, Derek Card, he does have a lot of toys to play with. So um, we'll see how they debut uh, week one. Uh, We will move over to the uh, Steelers hosting the Niners. It looks like San Francisco on the road. Their favorite win by two and a half, Tony. Certainly. Uh, I'm going to take the Niners in this one. I think minus two and a half. Uh, just, uh, I think, a little bit better. Kenny Pickett still trending up, but mm, I just trust the 49ers a little bit more with their just fantastic defense. What you thinking, Josh? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm taking the 49ers here. I do expect Kenny Pickett and the Steelers offense to improve, and I expect them to be a better team this year. Uh, but that 49ers defense is, is no joke. And uh, I think even if Purdy regresses a little bit, I can still see the the 49ers winning by two, two and a half here. So I'll take the 49ers. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Obviously, Bosa's back for the Niners. That's a tremendous, tremendous addition um, to their lineup, obviously. Um, I It's hard for me to pick. Steeler games week one because a couple years they beat the Bills on the road. Uh, they played them tough and they have the home crowd to their advantage against the Niners who uh, I don't know. I don't know if George Kittle is going to play. It's, I think it's leading that he might be out. Um, so that's a that's a big weapon that they have on offense that could not be playing. Um, oh, do, do I want to have some fun with this one again? I Let's have some fun. I'm going to take the Steelers to, to actually cover the spread here. I, I don't like um, I don't like people forgetting that the Steelers have a pretty good roster themselves. They have a great defense, mm-hmm. TJ Watt, um, on the defensive end side, he can produce pressure as well. Um, I don't, I don't know. I might be totally stupid for this, but I'm going to take the, uh, the Steelers, uh, in this one. Parker, what about you? I am going to go with, uh, San Francisco on the road with the two and a half. I think that they win, uh, would be kind of handedly in this one. Yeah, I could be looking very stupid at the end of this week, so we'll see. Um, we have probably, you know, an NFC championship potential matchup between the Cardinals and the Commanders. Um, <laughs> we have the Cardinals visiting the Commanders with Washington being a touchdown and an extra point favorite, Tony. So uh, the Commanders are going to be led by Carson uh, Washington. Oh, no. Uh, uh, nope. I'll, I'll take Washington oh. again. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Uh, I'll take Washington against uh, this amateur team out of Arizona, minus seven. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I'm I'm riding with the, the commies on this one as well. This 
this Cardinals team is gonna be bad. Like it's it's gonna be bad. Uh, I think the Commanders. I think they easily <laughs> win. I think they cover, and I think if it turns into a blowout, we might get some overreactions on how good the uh, Commanders are, uh, and we'll have to remind ourselves they played the Cardinals week one. But I like the Commanders here. Yeah, everybody's going to have to use uh, surround sound uh, when they watch this game because all I will be hearing is the lack of pew, 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 pew shots, explosives from the Cardinals. I'm going to take the commanders <laughs> at home here um, by seven. Now, Parker, what about you? Do you see a lot of shots or explosives from Rondell Moore? Hey. Hey, nice to meet you. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna take, Did anybody uh, take Washington. the bus to work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, guys, sweep. I'm sorry, Jonathan Gannon. He to me, man, he is looking like a clown every time I see him. So I, he is—he's going to be quick release for me. I don't know. We have our hot butt segment, I guess, maybe in the middle of the season. If he doesn't start off well, I don't want to blame him. He might stick around, but I don't like him. Uh, we will move on to uh, the Texans. I guess traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens with Baltimore being ten point favorites. Tony, what do you what do you think about this one? Damn. Uh, yeah, I think they're really uh, impressed with Baltimore's offense and uh, as well as their defense too. So I'll uh, I'll rock with the norm. I'll rock with Baltimore minus nine and a half. How about you, Josh? Yeah, largest spread of the week, I believe. Um, mm. I I think uh, I mean I think the Texans will be all right. I think they'll be better than last year. You know, another rookie will have some growing pains at quarterback. Uh, Ravens, supposedly, you know, new offense, um, more of like an air raid-esque, I guess, um, or maybe just spread. I don't know, but uh, I, I like the Ravens here. That The double, you know, creeping up on double digits is a little tricky for me because I feel like it's it's not super common that you see NFL teams beating up on each other by double digits, um, but I'll I'll take the Ravens in this one. Yeah, Tony, you mentioned uh, maybe the betters are, I guess, uh, very confident in Baltimore's offense and defense. I think they are very unconfident in the Texans to produce much of anything on Ooh. offense. I think it's going to take a long time for C.J. Stroud to mold um, with his offense. Their offensive line is crap. I don't think their running game is all that good, although I do think Damian Pierce will have a great year. I don't think their running game is going to help them, you know, take it on the road into Baltimore and beat them. Their passing game will be looking very, very mediocre, in my opinion, to start the year at least. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore handedly against the Texans. Um, I will take uh, the 10 plus even. I'll even go 15 if, uh, if we're doing that. But, uh, Parker, what do, you, what do you think? I feel with Baltimore as well. I don't trust the Texans that much. Perfect. Barker, we'll, we'll stick with you. We will uh, be heading into the 3 o'clock games. We have the Bears at home hosting the Packers, so we have a rivalry. And a little bit, uh, I just want to say something, Parker, real quick. Aaron Rodgers has moved his real estate from Chicago. He pushed it into an apartment building in New York. So Aaron Rodgers is nowhere near Chicago anymore. Jordan Love is on his way. The Bears are favored to win by one. What do you, who do you have here? Yeah, we're starting out at home. We're favored to win. That's kind of crazy um, against the Packers. I don't know for the first time in probably a long, long time that we're actually favored to win 
against Green Bay, but um, you know, I didn't think that we were going to be favorited, but now that I see that we are, um, I, I think that the Bears are going to win this one. Uh, just some some things to look out for. Um, uh, obviously, the two quarterbacks, Jordan Love, uh, just kind of what he he he's going to be with the whole um, offense, you know, at his disposal uh, disposal. And you know, obviously, Fields on the other side, just how far he's come along since last year and uh, you know, the impact of DJ Moore. And honestly, to me, the health of the offensive line uh, is a big one as well. But um, I'm I'm expecting kind of decent things from the offense. Uh, the defense, I know um, both of our safeties are hurt, so that's kind of a uh, a, uh, a kind of a, a red flag. But Hopefully uh, both of them can uh, come in. Brisker and Jackson are both hurt. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of uh, uh, Brisker may play. I think he's questionable. So um, if, if he doesn't play, that's going to be scary. And also um, Eddie Jackson is dealing with an injury as well. So both of our safeties out. Um, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to see uh, Kyler Gordon and the linebackers and our two backup interior uh, defensive linemen. So um, I'm kind of excited for this one. Uh, we've we've got some bad blood already. I, I think Brisker came out and said something like he hates Green Bay. Everyone hates Green Bay. Uh, no one wants to be there. Everything like that. Um, but uh, you know, bear down, uh, Chicago Bears. I'm gonna take them to win. It feels good to uh, have some confidence in them. I think I picked against them every single game last year. Maybe down the stretch, I think I picked against them every single game. Yes. So picking for them now. Tony? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the Bears at home, too. I think that, that Green Bay <laughs> that Green Bay defense is going to be really, really tough. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll try to speak it into fruition. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Bears minus one at home. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I'm, I'm riding with the Bears minus one at home as well. I, I think this Packers offense and Jordan Love will surprise some people. But at the same time, I also read that uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs neither practice today because they're both dealing with hamstring injuries, and that is literally wide receiver one and two. So, uh, you know, even if the offense is solid, uh, if you've got wide receiver one and two, I mean, like if they have an injury, regardless at this point, they're gonna they're not gonna be a hundred percent. I don't think by this weekend, uh, maybe eighty ninety percent, but. They're not going to be fully healthy, and I don't think, you know, I think having both of your best options limping around doesn't make it easy. So uh, I'm going to take the Bears here. Plus, I have Justin Fields on, like, half of my fantasy teams. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I do as well. I have my fair share of Justin Fields, and I know Parker does as well. Parker, I did not know that the Bears were that banged up in their secondary. If if Brisker is saying that he doesn't like Green Bay, he better play. (laughs) Um, I just got to say that, but – um i don't know i oh man this is tough i trust the scheme for uh green bay to take it on the road but i also trust the players for chicago like justin fields to just take the game over um you know what I, i'll sit right here and i'll say i'll take my own clown segment next episode if my picks don't <laughs> go right i'm gonna i'm gonna pick against the Bears. sorry parker you can totally clown me if they, if it doesn't work out i'm gonna take green bay uh on the road uh to win in chicago um maybe if it was against the vikings i'll take the bears by like 50 but um i'll, I'll take the Packers on the road 
Um, moving on, we have the Raiders visiting Denver. Um, a lot of di- just weird comments from the head coach uh, to his quarterback, but uh, we'll see how this uh, Sean Payton-Russell Wilson relationship, uh, how long, first of all, how long it lasts, and second of all, uh, how quick it'll it'll take for it to go south. Um, but right now, Denver at home, they are favored to win by three and a half, uh, Tony. Yeah, it seems like you can't take a camera around uh, Sean Payton anywhere nowadays. Jeez Louise. He's doing something nuts. Uh, regardless, I'll, I'll take, uh, you know what, at least for this game, I'll buy in. Uh, I'll take Denver uh, at home minus three and a half. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what they do with that offense. How about you, Josh? Yeah. Um, I know we, we we roasted Denver pretty good last year, but uh, I have some faith uh, with with the new head coach, you know, with Sean Payton there. Um who knows? Russ might be getting old. You know, Father Tom's undefeated. Uh, but I think, uh, I think for this game at least, I think, uh, I think Russ can whip something up. So, uh, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the Broncos here. Josh, you say that Russell Wilson will stir something up and cook. I, I kind of agree with you. I think so, this will kind of be a poo-poo game, to be honest. I, I, I will take Denver, um, to win at home. Uh, Bert, what about you? Yeah, I might take Denver as well. I don't trust uh, the Raiders whatsoever at all, so I'll take the uh, uh, Broncos. Perfect. Uh, we will have um, another 3 o'clock game. We have the Eagles visiting the Patriots and Philadelphia being favored to win by by four, by four uh, on the road. Tony, what do you think about this one? Certainly. So the Eagles are flapping their birds, or flapping their wings coming to flapping town. Their flapping birds. their birds. Nice. Good job, me. Thanks, me. Uh, I'll take the Eagles on the road. I think they're just a little bit more stingy right now, a little bit uncertain, um, just kind of with how uh, how Mac Jones is going to play. Um, so I'll take the Eagles, just a little bit more certain about them, minus four on the road. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I'm honestly almost surprised this spread isn't larger. Um, um, it's almost like they're expecting the Eagles to have like a – like a Super Bowl hangover, even though they didn't win it. I don't know. I feel like this spread should be higher. Uh, I, I mean, I would take the Eagles minus seven. I think like so, Eagles minus four. I feel like it's a pretty, pretty easy pick for me here. Watch it come back to bite me. But <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. This the spread is kind of unique because I think maybe betters are betting on the Patriots to improve. Um, I don't think it has a lot to do with the Eagles because I do think that they still have a lot of their core players that they uh, won, uh, almost won a Super Bowl with last year. I think maybe the Patriots might just be an improved team under Mac Jones. I just don't see them beating the Eagles at home. I will take um, the Eagles on the road. Uh, Parker, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Uh, they're probably uh, in the prime of their uh, Super Bowl window right now. So I'll take uh, the Eagles. Perfect. Well, Josh, we will head to you. Um, your fins are going to be on the road facing the Chargers um, in Los Angeles. And it looks like the Chargers are favored to win by three um, at home against your fins, Josh. You can kind of break this one down. Yeah, honestly, this one this one can get interesting. It felt like, uh, I don't want to say shots were fired, but uh, McDaniel seemed uh, pretty pumped up in some of his pressers this week. Uh, it's almost like he feels like... Uh, like maybe Staley or 
I, I, well, no, I, I don't know. It's like he feels like some of the coaches get more hype than him and don't deserve. I don't really know exactly, but he was kind of uh, amped up a little more than usual in some of his press conferences this week. Uh, I think this will – I mean, I think they'll try to make it a revenge game, uh, but I'm trying to be realistic with myself. And in my 10-7 and 7 prediction for the Dolphins season, I had them losing to the Chargers. So I'm going to take the Chargers here. If they win, I feel like it'll be by at least three. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers minus three, root for something else, obviously. Um, but uh, – I, I don't know. I think it could be pretty interesting. You know, part of me thinks that uh, I think the Broncos had a little bit of success last year against, uh, or maybe it was the Eagles, wherever Fangio was. Fangio's had some success against the uh, Chargers, even as an analyst or whatever his role was, I think. So I think the new coordinator on defense could be interesting. Um, still trying to kind of set my expectations low. So uh, I'm going to take the Chargers minus three here. Yeah, Josh, I think this could potentially be a game of the week. I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it should be a a shootout with some defense maybe coming to play at the end. Um, Personally, I will – I think I'll take the Chargers at home just to kind of play it safe. I know it's a a revenge – potential revenge game for uh, the Finns, but I I like the roster for the Chargers, to be honest. Um, I don't know if I trust their coaching, but I think they're – their players will will help them get a W. Um, Tony, what about you? Tony, you're muted. Thank you, thank you. Ooh, there's one. That's the Yikes. first one, bud. That, add that to the counter, dude. Nice job. You you flipping got me. Yikes, that's <laughs> that's embarrassing, honestly. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chargers as well. I think just because of the expectation that it seems like. Herbert's going to take that next step uh, and it'll be up to him, I guess, and this team, if he does, uh, man, I'm really flabbergasted by me being muted. Uh, so I'll take the Chargers minus three at home. I will you part. I just wrote it down, by the way. I wrote it down. Dang it. Wow. Um, huh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to actually go with all the Dolphins um in this one i'm gonna go with uh, josh's team in this one interesting wow that's I, I mean i like the i like the prediction i think they could they have really good players too man they could put I a mean, lot of i think off. it's definitely possible that the dolphins win this game but i'm mm-hmm. kind of like i said setting expectations low plus we have a fully healthy chargers team for the most part you know last year we saw them riddled with injuries uh and still final ways to scrape by so fully healthy week one uh, I'm still rolling with the Chargers. Yeah, fun, funny enough, the Patriot game that we predicted, the tickets were as low as $208, but for the Chargers and the Finns, tickets are as low as 47 So, Josh, if you want to make the trip, uh, tickets are not that expensive, so go right ahead. Um, moving on, we have the Rams at Seahawks, and, I mean, the Rams without Cooper Cup, uh, they, they have a little bit of a run game, but I don't know, Tony, Seattle, favored to win by five and a half at home against the L.A. Rams. Mm, uh, we're on to Seattle. I'll, I'll take uh, the, the Hawks at home, uh, minus five and a half. I'll be Josh. Yeah, I remember last year when we saw the uh, Seahawks open up the season in Seattle against the Broncos and kind of surprised everybody. I don't really think they'll be surprising anybody this year, but uh, 
I still like them opening up their season with a, with a win at home. I like the Seahawks minus five here. Yeah, I agree. I think this one is pretty easy to me. Um, Seattle, they have just a, a ton of weapons. Uh, Parker, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle as well. Uh, the Rams are just kind of depleted at this point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, Sunday Night Football, we have an NFC East division collision. The Cowboys are traveling to New York to face the Giants. It looks like Dallas on the road. They're favored to win by three and a half, Tony. Mm. You know, this. you can throw this into your uh, little um, bin of, of mistakes here, but uh, I'm going to go with the Giants at home, uh, plus three and a half. I know it might be a little bit of a stretch here, but um, Daniel Jones and Saquon kind of back together, uh, maybe stewing up a little uh, New York great soup. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the Giants at home. I'll stop talking. Uh, how are you, Josh? So, um, it's been 2,444 days since the Giants have beat a Dak Prescott-led Cowboys team. They've lost 10 straight matchups. And the Giants haven't defeated Dak Prescott since his rookie season in 2016. Um, Dak has 21 touchdowns to five interceptions in those games. Um, that being said, uh, all you know, all these streaks have to come to an end at some point. Uh, but not this weekend. I'm still riding with the Cowboys. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys minus three and a half on the road. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm taking Dallas. I like their roster. I think they're going to be making it into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs. Maybe um, they have a great roster, great defense, set offense, a great offensive line. I think that travels. They have a good run game. I'm taking Dallas on the road. Uh, Parker, are you uh, where? Where are you going with this one? I'm going to go as well. Uh, I just think that they have a better overall team. Perfect. Well, we have, if this is not going to be the best Monday night matchup, I don't know what is. I haven't really looked at the Monday night matchups this year, but uh, Tony, we have the Bills and the Jets. Bills traveling to New York, technically traveling uh, to face the Jets. And the Bills are actually two and a half favorites, two and a half point favorites on the road Monday night football. Who you got? Two uh, absolute great quarterbacks uh, to, sh to showcase week one to finish it off. Uh, you know, I'm going to, you guys know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the guy, but I respect the heck out of him. All right, and uh, for this game, I'll 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 jump on his uh, train. I'll take the Jets at home plus two and a half. I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, the the uh, Rodgers to Wilson connection looks really good, and I, I think there'll be a a formidable combination for this game so i'll take the jets to win at home how about you josh yeah this one has the potential to be a really solid game uh I, i'm gonna go with the bills here uh, i just feel like it's a team that for the most part has played together for a while i, I mean i think aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback i think that there's probably still a few things that need to be ironed out with with the uh Jets offense and you know maybe you could get away with it if you were playing the Cardinals in week one but I don't I don't think you can against the team like the Bills so 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Bills in this one, but uh, this one on paper should be a very very exciting Week One matchup. Yeah, I I agree. Um, uh, honestly, this is kind of a high over under if you're looking at NFL. If I'm just comparing the other NFL games, this one has an over under forty six point five points, and that is quite a bit for two teams that supposedly have really good defenses. So the betters are expecting a ton of. Uh, a ton of action and I mean they, that would be exactly what we're what we're going to be wishing for with this game I'm going to take the more experienced team technically you know experienced as a team the the Buffalo Bills I'll take them on the road against the Jets um, I like Rodgers I like their offense I like their team I like their defense I just think it might take a little bit for them to to mold together uh, so I will take the Buffalo Bills on the road Parker what about you I am going to be taking the New York Jets at home, the J-E-S-T, Jess, Jess, Jess. I'm going to take them at home. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a good, uh, just like a good dude to have around uh, in, in New York there. I think that they, they really like him. And Garrett Wilson is one of my favorite receivers, as you know. So uh, I think they're going to be eating this year. Man, I tell you what, if Garrett Wilson eats the entire year, I will – hop on that train for every single week. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for the entire schedule for week one for the NFL. Um, and that's also going to conclude week two, I believe, for college football. Um, so, uh, Josh, we'll let you take it away for the fantasy football segment. Uh, not Probably not a lot of reactions to go over because there wasn't too much to react to, not at all. Um, but I'll let you take away some start sits. Yeah, so I'm doing some uh, start or sit situations for uh, week one matchups in the NFL. My goal was to have at least one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end for starts and sits. Um, we'll start off with the guys that I think you should start. Um, so at the quarterback position, and again, with a lot of these guys, I don't want to go out there and say, oh, you should start Patrick Mahomes week one because he's playing the Lions. That's that's a given. You know, he's the one of the first quarterbacks drafted. So um, we tried to go a little bit deeper. Um, some of these guys are still probably rostered well into the 70, 80%. Um, I, I don't know that there's anybody from the waiver wire that you should confidently be starting week one. Um, but, uh, if you're streaming quarterbacks, which, you know, if you missed out on a Allen hurts Mahomes and you, you kind of waited on that position, then, you know, I get it. Um, I, I like, Jared Goff this year or this week. I mean, I like uh, Derek Carr and I like Sam Howell in their matchups. Um, we uh, we we kind of clowned on the uh, Cardinals a lot already, but I'm also a believer in Sam Howell, so that's a combo of factors there for me. To you know, I would I would uh, start him uh, if I was in a pinch. Um, Jared Goff is probably a surprise start versus the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, depending on, uh, I guess, scoring metrics, they were a top three worst uh, against quarterbacks for fantasy in 2022. So quarterbacks averaged, I think, around 19 and a half fantasy points against the Chiefs last season. Um, and we – uh, as Aram mentioned earlier, Chris Jones not playing, so uh, or he's still holding out. So uh, I, I would ride with Goff if I really had to. At the running back position, uh, this week I would start guys like uh, J.K. Dobbins, 
um, AJ Dillon, uh, and Brian Robinson slash Antonio Gibson. So J.K. Dobbins, just like the Ravens with their matchup. A.J. Dillon, if uh, if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs have some hamstring injuries lingering, I think that they're going to have to get the running game or the running backs involved, even if they have to catch passes. So uh, how on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but Aaron Jones is like a second, third-round pick, depending on leagues, maybe fourth or fifth. But um, – A.J. Dillon was a little deeper of a pick, so I went with him. As far as Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, uh, I know I talked about uh, Brian Robinson in a pretty negative light last week, but, uh, again, the uh, Cardinals are bad. So I think you could probably start either of them and get away with it. And as I said earlier, I'm a Sam Howell fan, so um, there's that. Uh, as far as wide receiver starts in deeper leagues, I would personally take a flyer on Michael Thomas week one. Um, I, people forget that he was a clear, pretty dominant wide receiver one when he was healthy. The problem is that was, you know, four years ago. So um, I don't think he'll just magically disappear. I don't think he'll take over Olave's spot either. Um, but, you know, in a deeper league, I think you could, you could count on him, especially in PPR formats. Um, so, oh, oh, and also, apparently, uh, the Tennessee Titans were the worst in the NFL last season against wide receivers in fantasy. Um, next up, um, sorry, Aram, but uh, I like Godwin and Evans this week. Uh, we saw the Vikings last year, how, you know, a lot of games turned into shootouts. So, uh Baker Mayfield feels like a guy that'll either check down to the running back. I think he had the highest percentage of uh, checkdowns in the NFL last season. Um, but he'll also just, you know, throw it deep. Uh, so um, I like both of those guys this week. Uh, another one I like in week one, um, Adam Thielen. Uh, I, I expect somebody else to break out from that Carolina wide receiver room. Uh, probably a little later in the season, um, but early in the year, I feel like a veteran receiver is going to be a security blanket for a rookie quarterback. So uh, I like Thielen here. Uh, I also like uh, Sky Moore with the uh, with the Chiefs. He's one of the only receivers I would take a flyer on uh, for that Chiefs offense. And might as well dig on the Cardinals some more. Jahan Dotson, might as well uh, throw him in there. At the tight end position, uh, I'm not really sure how rostered some of these guys are, but uh, I like Tyler Higby this week. Uh, I like Gerald Everett and Jawan Johnson. Um, Jawan Johnson was a guy I had to tell myself to stop drafting in leagues because I would, you know, if I missed out on Mark Andrews or maybe Darren Waller or Kittle, I, I kind of just punted on the tight end position altogether. And Jawan Johnson was a guy I could consistently pick up in the late rounds that I thought had value. So I think he could be a solid uh, start option this week. And when it comes to these deep tight ends, if they can get five fantasy points, that's usually like a good enough week, you know? So uh, moving on to uh, the sit options uh, again, uh, it, you know, if you're streaming quarterbacks, I mentioned some that I like. 
Uh, if you're streaming, I would also recommend staying away from Jimmy G and Kenny Pickett this week. This is mainly matchup based, you know, going up against the uh, uh, the Broncos and the 49ers defenses. Um, as for other sits, uh, uh, Jalen Warren is on the list for me at the running back position. I, I really like him, and I think he could take over as RB1 for the Steelers um, over Najee. Um, but, you know, you're looking at, again, like a backup running back against the stout 49ers defense. Um, I'm staying away from Jamal Williams or Kendra Miller with the Saints. Uh, I think, you know, somebody's going to have to step up in that Saints backfield. But I think while, you know, Alvin Kamara is gone, I think it'll be a very split backfield. And it's one that I don't know I want to get too involved in. Uh, Jamal Williams will probably get a lot of the goal line work, if I had to guess. Kendry Miller, maybe a good bit of the receiving work. I'm not really sure, but Kendry Miller's gotten hurt three times already in camp and came back three times. So I don't know if I'd trust that either. Um, I'd stay away from uh, Ezekiel Elliott this week and Brees Hall as well. I think Dalvin Cook's going to be RB1 for the Jets for the first – I don't know, at least two, maybe six weeks, maybe more, maybe first half. It really depends on how slow the uh, Jets want to ramp up Brees Hall. But I think Dalvin Cook's going to be RB1 for uh, for a bit. So I kind of want to stay away from starting Brees Hall until we know a little bit better what that situation is looking like. Um, as far as receivers, uh, I – I got a grouping here for receivers I would sit, and it's it's really just the rookie wide receivers, like the the Marvin Mams of the Broncos, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston. Like these are all guys that I want to keep an eye on, you know, keep an eye on their snap counts and all that stuff. But I don't really expect the rookies to contribute in Week One right away. Uh, I think a lot of these guys will contribute and will contribute heavily, but it might take until, you know, after a bye week or, you know, a midway point in the season before we really start to see them come out of their shells. Um, but if one of these rookie wide receivers do have a solid week one, I'd, I would be pretty confident in keeping them as a, a staple to start in my lineups. And then lastly, uh, tight ends, I would sit this week. Um, I First, have listed Dalton Kincaid. He's another rookie, and we know rookie tight ends don't traditionally do great. Um, but he's also going up against a solid Jets defense, and um, I don't see any way that he doesn't split reps with Dawson Knox at least early in the season. Um, so I'm kind of staying away from him this week. Um, Chig uh, Okonkwu with the uh, Titans. Uh, I think I'm going to have to start him in one of my leagues, unfortunately, uh, just because I, I think he's better than Sam Laporta this week, another rookie tight end. Um, but generally speaking, it, you know, he's a guy I would probably try to avoid. Um, and then uh, same matchup as uh, the Kincaid, you know, just the other side. I'd also stay away from the, uh, the Tyler Conklin uh, if you're streaming your tight ends. So 
that's the uh, start. That's the start sits for the week. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see some of those rookie tight ends and how they uh, first to see if Dawson Knox ever loses his job to Dalton Kincaid, which he might because Dalton Kincaid can run wide receiver routes. We'll see if maybe he produces in their offense and also the other uh, rookie tight ends as well. But uh, Tony, the clock is ticking. You have about 19 to 20 hours to get your first fantasy draft in, buddy. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be a big fat no from me. Sorry. All right, Sorry. We will, all, we will all draft for you, and we will try to win for you, Tony. Um, but that's gonna. You guys, we could, will... you guys could collude. Yeah, I'm gonna interrupt here for a second. You guys uh, could collude. Uh, all three is and make one one uh, one team if you wanted, and then call it Tony's makeshift team if you wanted for a draft, but. We'll just combine all of our teams into one team. How about that one mega team for you, Tony, just so we can win? Mega team, dude. I'll take it. Thank you. Anyways, thank you. Perfect. All right. Well, that's going to do it. We will talk to you guys um, next week. We will go over some of the NFL reactions for the first time this year. That's going to be some fun stuff. Uh, But until then, we will talk to you guys. Until then. I said until then twice. Bye-bye. Bye.